0: Hi, this is Evan Irwin, and you are listening to Yo MTG Taps.
1: I'm here with Evan Irwin, host of The Magic Show. Um, you might have heard of it. It is on YouTube. Um, <laughs> and Star City Games. Oh, that's right, Star City Games. Um, so, uh, let's see. Recently named Star City Games Community Manager, also. That's so, uh, correct. We'll get into that in a second. Um, what I wanted to start off with was how did you get into magic?
0: Sure. Um, well, it's funny. Uh, when I was around 15, um, I found a hole in the public education system. <laughs> and basically, uh, it, it's try to make this as short as possible, uh, there was, there was a, we used to have seven classes a day mm-hmm. in high school. And they switched to four classes a day. They call it block scheduling. Well, when, uh, when they switched there, because of the switch, you only got a certain number of credits a year, and the number of credits you got changed or whatever. The point is that if I took summer school and took two classes in summer school, I could skip my entire junior year. And I'm like, oh, and I hated school. I thought it was ridiculous. And so I'm like, I'm in there. So I get in there, and it's like me and the deviants. It's like me who wants to be there. Right. And like 29 of the kids who are like, you know, have got suspended, who hate school, who are there because they flunked out, and yada, yada. So, you know, they would like do their homework. I would do my homework, and they wouldn't. And so, like, the teacher would be like, okay, pass your homework front, and no one would. And I would be like, I'd like put mine in my <laughs> yeah, bag or whatever. I'll give it so to anyway, later. so all these deviants, you know, like, what do they do? They played magic. So they taught me how to play magic and I started playing around Ice Age and Homelands Aww. and all that good stuff. Right, right. But so... Uh so that's when I started playing. Cool. And this was around 1996, the summer of 96. Right, right. Yeah, I think
1: Ice Age, I know, came out in 95, I think. I so, think so, yes. So, uh, yeah. So right
0: around then, Fallen Empires and Homelands and stuff was out. And uh, and I learned what bad sets were thanks to Homelands. Right, right. After <laughs> buying so many packs, I'm like, man, this set's just crap. Yeah, it was like
1: Autumn Willow and Baron <laughs> Sengir were like the only cards I wanted to see. In it Homer was like
0: Aliopile and Spectral Bears and those two guys. And that was pretty much the whole set.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was very sad. That was it's uh, an interesting time because it seems like that's when a lot of people seem to have started. When I, when
0: I talk to other people about magic, it seems to be right around ninety-five. It must have been. It, it was sort of the really microcosm where everything sort of hit there, and uh, and it was interesting because it was also there was no internet. Well, there was, but you know it wasn't <laughs> right, widespread it wasn't like, yet, yeah. and so the duels was kind of like the the all the be, end all be all. And, uh, you know, right around then I got into right. tournaments, and no one net decked, so everyone just right. built what they wanted, and every, you know, the rule was like 20 lands and 40 spells yeah. every time, no matter what. <laughs> no one had right. any idea of 40% land. And I remember going to my first tournament, which was regionals, and uh or I don't know if it was regionals or something else. But anyway, it was a big tournament. I went to had my mom drive me up to Kentucky so I could play and, and I I got my red white Jockle hops ivory gargoyle deck and I'm really excited about it and I'm like, yeah and I'm like, planes go and he's like, Swamp, dark ritual, Necropotence, And I'm like, What? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the card that like Inquest said was the worst Where, card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, It's like what are you doing? And then of course I get completely smashed. Round two, Swamp, Dark Ritual, necropotence. Oh, wow. Out of the tournament immediately, and that's sort of when I became aware that, you know... That there was more out there. There was more out there, and sometimes magazines were wrong. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. quest. Exactly. Um, so, uh, I guess over the years, what's your favorite kind of deck to play? What, or um, I have always loved White Weenie, like Savannah Lines and, uh, and Elvish Archers, too, but uh, the Savannah Lines was always like a biggie for me. I love White Weenie, I love playing White Weenie. Um, I left the game because I kind of got a real job around Exodus, and mm. I came back and... Uh, in Mirrodin, and I remember going like, I wonder what's going on with Magic? I haven't played that in forever. Like, you know, I got a real job, so I couldn't go to tournaments and stuff, so I sold all my stuff and started working. And anyway, I looked back into Magic, and I was like, hmm, I was like a preview week for Darksteel. And I'm like, cool, I'm like, what's this? Skullclamp, and I'm like, this card seems really good. Right, I'm like, right. I haven't played in years. What do I know? Seems good, seems busted. So and then of course Ravager came and all that stuff. But for me, like I love White Weenie so much. i tried to play White Weenie in that format, you know, oh, which wow. ran like Damping Matrix and all that mm. stuff to try to hate, but but Affinity was too good. Yeah. But I played it anyway. Right, because right. I loved White Weenie and I still love White Weenie. And I love to play it in any format I can if possible. Right. But I've grown more fond of control decks as, as years have gone by.
1: Yeah, I saw you playing a control deck. You know, in the uh, the what is it, the cruise? Is it the cruise qualifier? The cruise like championship. Cruise championship. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you win another cruise. Is that what? Because I would assume you wouldn't need to win another cruise because you might <laughs> end up here next year anyway.
0: Right. I don't. I don't know what the cruise championship is exactly. I know they give away a little bit of prizes, but for me, it's just like you know, can I play? Yes, I can play. Yeah, yeah. I will play things I like. So, so
1: you made the top eight. Right? I did. And, and so that's tonight. Uh, that's correct. Draftings. So how do you feel about your? Uh, drafting abilities in Zendikar, Zendikar, i World Wake. Right?
0: I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident. I mean, I have drafted the hell out of some Zendikar. Yeah. It is no joke. I have probably logged 30 to 40 drafts of Zendikar, so I'm good there. Drafted a little bit of World Wake, uh, played a little while ago, and uh, we played a team draft, and somebody opened a Jace, a foil Jace. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, I want that card. Yeah. So uh, my team won, mm-hmm. and I went 3-0. So I got the foil chase. <laughs> oh,
1: that's awesome! Yes. So is that your second one now? That
0: is my second one. I bought one for the cube. I invested. I'm right, right, right. like, look, I'm going to pay my ninety dollars for this shiny piece of cardboard because it's, I want it. Actually, it's probably a good deal now. It's probably like one twenty five plus now. But yeah. either way, I was very excited. So, and that was with like white green aggro. And white green aggro could never win in Zendikar Worldwake, or I'm sorry, in, in triple Zendikar. Zendikar. Right. Just, just couldn't. Like, at least as far as I could tell, it couldn't do it. Um, but now, thanks to the powerful green and white cards they have in Worldwake, you can actually get there. Right. You know. so that's exactly what happened that's great yeah um do you have any favorite magic card ever uh Probably Savannah lines, uh, which makes me a little sad because they made you know uh, yeah the uh, League hand and right? I'm like, oh man, you we're never going to see Savannah lines. You made it again, less cool, right? you know. I mean, I know they were pushing soldiers, but they just made it less cool. Yeah, uh, and I don't know why. When I was a kid, or when I was first started playing, you know, uh, elvish archers were just so cool to me. I, I love the art, you know, the anti and anti right? right? Like that, you know, and two one first strike for two mana. That was way above the curve back then, but uh, but either way, that 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 probably does it. You know, nowadays, uh, I'm not sure favorite card. It's probably whatever is like the most ridiculous card of the time. Right, But I've always got this soft spot for Savannah Lions and White Wieners.
1: It's not Warren Instigator or anything.
0: Oh my god. God. (laughs) It's just, you know, that card is like one goblin away. I think so too, One goblin
1: away. I went and bought a bunch of goblins just before World Wake was entirely spoiled just in case, you know, there were going to be any kind of goblin deck. So I made sure I had four warren instigators,
0: just in case. And the so, Chieftains right? M-10, the M-10, right, and the um, Chieftains were the calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Exactly. I said, it's just one away. It was like a good four-drop goblin, you're in there. Like, right. You've got the whole chain going up with Guide and, you know, up having, to uh, all of the Siege Gang. Siege Gang, exactly.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: But no, no. Instead, I got all excited for, unfortunately, not much.
1: It could still be something. So, yeah. You know, right. we, we don't so. know what's going to happen. You know, M11 might have something. I mean, I would
0: expect some goblins. Right. But, you know, you get burned like that, but for me, like, I would rather... Get excited because I like getting excited about yes, magic cards. Like exactly. People think I put on some persona. I'm like no, literally, I just I get excited about right. magic cards. It's just what I do. I love the game. I can't help it. But you know, I would rather say, look, I think Warren Instigator is ridiculous mm-hmm. and be proven wrong than say I think Warren Instigator might be good right. instructed if they blah 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 and X Y Z happens and if the meta game goes this way because nobody nobody wants a wishy washy commentator. Nobody right. wants to watch somebody that has no real opinions. They want to you know hedge See their what bets happens, right? every single card evaluation. You know, yeah. good and limited, bad, and constructed crap. Right. Like, you know, make a stand. <laughs> Even if it's bad, sometimes it pays off, you know? Yeah. But people don't remember a lot of times it pays off. Most of time they just remember the instigators. Right, right,
1: right. And that's uh, okay, too. Yeah, and I think I could take a, a lesson from that, too, because I think I am I tend to sit on the
0: fence and be like, yeah, it could be good, right. maybe. But it's more interesting for the audience, particularly in feedback. Like, it gets people talking. They're like, right. I think you're wrong because of this and that and the other. Yeah. You know, and so that gets people talking and get people in, interested. Absolutely, yeah. So... Uh, post-World
1: Wake, is there a deck that you want, that you're excited about playing, or that you're excited that you think maybe uh, wasn't there without World Wake, but could be I guess what is there a deck that you want to be standard playable after yes. World
0: League? White Weenie. White Weenie, yes. right? <laughs> Free Blade, Blade Master, Evangel, join the ranks, you know, Talos Paladin. Like let's do it. Let's go there. Let's put in our Ranger of EOS and let's have our path to Exiles and whatever. And let's let's get there. Like that seems like they finally gave the tools. And and Wizards, I mean I think they they too have a soft spot for White Weenie. I mean obviously yeah. Kitkin Kithkin were huge. I played Kithkin. I loved Kithkin. Kithkin were brilliant. I mean, he did well. I mean, even at the Pro Tour level or what have you. I mean, they push White Weenie. They know White Weenie's popular and does well. Uh, in terms of popularity, and, and I think that and I, I think it's possible. It's obviously, it might be Tier 1.5 or whatever they want to right. call it. It might not be as good as the Jace decks. Right, right. But the at the same time, checks, right. Right, yeah. At the same time, you can also play Tectonic Edge That's and White right. Weenie. It can also mess up with mana bases, and sometimes White Weenie is just like, dude, 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 getcha, getcha. You don't have right. the, the Earthquake or the Day of Judgment, and you're dead. Exactly. And so I think it can get there.
1: Have, have you tried it yet now that you, you just basically built the deck right at, you know... <laughs> I haven't
0: yet, but it's so all in my it. head, and I'm sure it's going to be out on you know some magic site, or either it's, you know Star City or, or Magic League, they right. throw it together, or what have you. But I'm excited to see that.
1: Um, what's your favorite card in World Week? Don't say Jace. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. No,
0: no, no, not say Jace. Uh, my favorite card is Bestial Menace.
1: Oh, wait a minute, I should have guessed that. <laughs> no, no, I love that card. That card yeah. is so
0: cool. Like, I mean, it's Kona Creatures, which is seven years in the making, but it's just like three dudes. It runs, you know, Cloud Go Ranger. And you know, then I see like set reviews and people are just like it's not be good not gonna be good in Constructed. and I'm like, God but it should right, right. it's five mana for five or what? Five for, mana for six, six power. power right, right. And you got like Eldrazi Monument and all this stuff, but even if it doesn't fit in there, I bought a four one and I put it in my cube and hey, I love yeah. it. I, I, it's a fun card to play. I mean I've yeah, I played
1: yeah. it in, in limited and that's right. it. But um it's just fun to play one card and you know,
0: get three guys. And, have dudes. and I think it's also really cool that, that card could not be printed three or four years ago. Right. If it weren't for the tokens in the packs, that card wouldn't be printable and now it is and it's it's both flavorful and interesting and powerful and, you know, a good green card. Right. And uh, from a Ken Nagel set, that's always possible. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, if the, you could change one thing
1: about standard, what would it be?
0: <sighs> Honestly, uh... Jace is really good. So, like, so you're, I'm going to tell you right now. In six months, you think the Jace bitching starts now? Uh, uh, uh. It will. It has only begun. Like, and and also, you know, it's fascinating to me when I sit around and talk yeah, to people like. Uh, to talk to people like Patrick Chapin and he's like you know Tectonic Edge is fantastic and, and no one had really been paying attention to that card and I think people are going to wake up but I think if there's one card I'm, I'm seeing is just going to get a ton of complaints and problems it's going to be Jace whether it's because it costs a million mana or because it's so unfair like I knew it was good everyone obviously was expecting right, right, right. it to be pretty good but when you actually play with it it's, it reminds me of the time when I played with, like, Umazawa Jite. When yeah. you're just like, I have, I have my, my board state right now is so much better than it ever possibly could have been before I played this card. And you have so much <laughs> harder time winning now that I've played it. Right. You know, you're in trouble. And, I mean, whether it's limited, like, last night we played two-headed giant, which was super fun, and I just got wrecked by Jace. Oh, like, somebody played Jace in 2 The other team wow. played Jace, and, you know, he, like, he got activated two or three times, and we had to, I had to use my Sphinx of Doral to kill kill it, and by the time it was dead, they got such a huge advantage right. that I was done. So, was
1: that, uh, I, I saw Melissa Datora actually pull the visit And Brian Lynch, down? that's correct. A, yeah, And so, so
0: that team, that's how they got there. I mean, I can imagine that's how they got there. When he brainstormed twice and he unsummoned once, you know. Right. so That's enough from one card. Whole, oh, it's, ridiculous. It's more than enough,
1: absolutely. So, uh, last question is um, You recently took a position as Star City Games uh, Community Manager. Yeah. So, could you tell us uh, kind of more about that? What- sure. What that means, and um, right. you know anything you may be working on or what you've done so far.
0: Sure. Well, um, you know, for me, it's like me and Star City have a long history. Yeah. And uh, you know, like I was writing articles. A lot of people don't know I used to write articles before right. I did the magic show. Um, and I used to be, you know, I used to try to be Mister Constructed and try to like break formats and build decks and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I, I was never super good at that, but I was always fascinated by the culture. And so one thing led to another, and Star City has always been behind me and they've always helped me. And you know, at one point in time. Um, um, I was uh, we held a benefit from my buddy Richie Prophet who died and um, and not only had they given infinite stuff I mean you know like thousands of dollars worth of product to give away for this tournament at the tournament my camera broke and, oh that's right I remember that right the camera broke and all the footage was lost and not only was that footage lost but my buddy's wedding night tape was lost and I mean it was it was this horrible, tragic thing, and Pete just walks up to me and gives me like a time walk and an ancestral and some moxes, and he's like, "You sell these on eBay, and wow. you get your data back wow. because the data recovery cost was like seventy yeah. dollars, and I didn't have that kind of money." Right? And you know that that kind of you know that sort of endears you. It's you know, I mean, he didn't have to do that. You know, right. it was not in his best business interest, quote unquote. Yeah. It was just because he's a good guy and he wanted to help me out. And so you know, you, you form these type of relationships, and over time, and you know, basically one day, Pete's like, "You know, I need somebody to, to fill this job to to be." Able able to sort of harness our online presence whether it's between Twitter or Facebook um, and to be able to sort of give me free reign to do video because I've essentially been working two jobs now for a couple years um, where I try to put in as much time as possible into the show and so now I basically have free reign to do that and so not only am I working on some sort of like secret R&D projects uh, for Star City right, moving right. forward uh, in terms of forward facing you know it lets me do the magic show full time um, I've started this series called Technology, where yeah. I think a lot of people just they don't know how decks work and right. that's not to say that I'm the end all be all voice and it, it kind of cracks me up when people love to pick apart little things right. you know and that's fine I mean I'm not perfect or what have you but you know and they get a kick out of it so that's good too um, but for me I think just to help introduce people to Constructed, because I'm sort of a Timmy Spike, where I like to win, but I like to see cool things happen. Right. So that that lets me sort of bridge both worlds. And once I'm in Roanoke, I can only imagine what's going to happen. Because now, uh, at Star City, there's another uh, another guy there, Ryan Ryan O'Connor, and he does brilliant graphics work. So <laughs> you give me somebody who can do good graphics, and you yeah. let me, you know, make some video out of it. I think we're going to do fantastically huge things. Uh, and so between that, you know, I'm I'm really excited to get going. It, it sounds pretty exciting. What, uh, when are you supposed to actually make the move to Roanoke? Uh, I'm working on next month. the The idea is at the beginning of March I will be physically in Roanoke, and so but, now you're doing, you know, we're doing the, the boring, you know, trying to find houses and places to live, oh, right, right, right. realtors and all that good stuff. So yeah, yeah, the, Not very exciting, uh, but it has to
1: happen. Exactly, exactly. Well, uh, I appreciate you answering some questions, and the uh, community manager thing is pretty exciting, and I think a lot more. Interesting things are to come from, uh, you know, even the secret things. I'm kind of curious of what they're going to be. So that, that's pretty cool. So uh, thank you for answering the questions. No problem. Thank you. All right, it's a little loud in here, but I hope, hopefully, we'll be picking up some good audio. I'm here with Nick Aid, uh, local player from from Maryland. I mean, are you from Baltimore or?
2: I am from technically, I guess, a suburb of uh, Hampstead, which is about 35, 40 minutes outside of Baltimore.
1: So, yeah, I had met Nick uh, at at Legends in Towson um, a while ago. He didn't remember me, but I remembered him because I think you, uh, you beat me down with, like, a turn four Violent
2: Ultimatum. <laughs> there was a fertile ground and some Garrick action going on that summer, and Violent Ultimatum <laughs> ensued.
1: Absolutely uh, beating, yeah. So um, I was going to ask Nick... Um, about the the uh, trials and tribulations of getting to the Magic Cruise this year through all this weather. So go ahead.
2: This has been the worst uh, travel experience ever. My original travel plans were set all for Sunday. Cruise leaves at four. It's supposed to be on the boat by like two thirty, something like that. First off, we already know this big storm's coming, so I'm expecting problems. But anyway, my travel agent calls me and says, oh, your flights were canceled on Sunday. So I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. Now, keep in mind, I don't even have my passport at this time. I got my passport that day at like 2 o'clock. So perfect timing for that. What we originally were going to do was fly down to Atlanta. And I was going to fly down there, then go to Fort Lauderdale on Saturday and stay there. Um, that couldn't work because we could not find a flight down there. We ended up going to Harrisburg Airport, which is about an hour from me, which is, it's up in Pennsylvania, not quite, I think it's like an hour away from Philadelphia, and we got a shuttle to a comfort inn, which is where we stayed overnight. So the roads looked fine before we went to bed. Uh, We wake up, there is tons of snow. Um, We're like, okay, this might, this might suck. So we go downstairs. We're talking to the uh, lady at the front desk. They will—they refuse to take us to the airport. So we are sitting there thinking, like we're like, all right, we might be, we might be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I default to is I people. I'm down in the lobby at the Comfort Inn. I'm asking people if they're going to the airport in their SUVs or whatever no no uh, one one couple was but they were kind of like not so good with the idea um, couple hours later we end up um, the lady at the front desk got us a uh, taxi some guy had an SUV perfect this was like last last hope this is it um, it actually set us me and my friend back $30 right. so we we believe that he made the price off the top of his head to see how much money you get out of it <laughs> But from there, everything seemed to work out.
1: All right, we're back with Nick here in a much quieter area. <laughs> um, so uh, you told your story about how you got here. I guess what was your favorite magic experience on this boat?
2: Part of it is I, get the ne- I got the network, um, and I got to play with these people from all over. And what I'm doing at the end of the day is getting a lot of emails, going to find them on Facebook, and going to have a much better uh, community to play with on Magic Online.
1: Absolutely. That's awesome. So, uh, so you did pretty well in the cruise, uh, the cruise championship, right? So it, it was. Uh, what, what was it? It was sealed
2: day one. Day one, one was uh, three rounds of sealed, which I went three uh, zero. What kind of deck did you build? Yeah. Um, blue black. I actually played blue black that uh, for that, and then the, for the uh, release event, right. I also played blue black. Um, both um, both of my pools for those had creeping carpet. Which is an all-star, but I've actually had a lot of good running with um, the a- like black-blue allies. Seems just having a good amount of them, I actually was able to mill somebody out one game, which was going it was going terribly, and I was able to stabilize and uh, triple Halmar excavate whatever it is. Oh, the blue excavate! Yeah. ally, <laughs> was able to take care of somebody, but um, they they work really well, and um, and it, blue Black's just been my thing all week, and plus in the uh, release event when I got Anawan um, oh, yeah. so the fields being abyssed, and then the only two creatures left are my Creeping Tarpet which will never get hit right. and Anawan and so it's I. one game I stabilized because I was playing some dude in there I don't remember his <laughs> name but he went all in because he had a Burst Lightning followed up but I actually had Spell Pierce in my hand so I put my blocks out there I lived by two life and Spell Pierce the Burst Lightning and from there, I came back the entire way because I top de- I top decked a uh, the draw the draw two or three depending. Oh, mysteries the of the Deep. Is that then, yeah. and um, I got my Tome Hex, and so I was able to keep keep another block for another turn and Tome Hex one guy, and then from there, like two turns later, he has no creature, so it was seven, seven, right. seven, dead, and <laughs> That's awesome. that was fantastic. So I've been running Blue Black all week. Um, I went undefeated. Uh, I was not looking forward to playing standard. Why well,
1: um, are you just you just don't like standard? Oh, um, it?
2: it's not that I don't like standard. Um, it, well, of course it could be better. I mean, it's a brand new format, so, so that I don't true. know too much. The way I looked at it is, I thought I needed to. It it's three rounds. I thought I needed to win two. Apparently, I needed to win one. And I chose vampires. The two reasons I chose vampires: one, the only two decks I had on me were John the Vampires. Um, I had other decks, but they were just unplayable. But the reason I chose Vampires is because um, Jace, is a, Jace is the yeah. big thing, and everybody loves Jace, and he's very powerful. There's no way around that. Um, uh, watching people lose to Jace just Spade Sealing, you turn after turn after turn, it's really depressing. Having them look at your top card and saying, okay. <laughs> so I chose Vampires because Vampires has been the anti-control aggro mm-hmm. deck. Um we have had main deck answers to jace in the form of um hex mage um I got this actually same mind sludge for ten in the oh, wow. in the match I played so um I felt really comfortable playing that, and the only match I had to do since I was undefeated went really well. I was playing red white blue control, which had jace's go good choice <laughs> for me right um so that went really well the um Game one was just double Nocturnus with no answer um, and then game two was actually really slow. Uh, my opening hand was four lands, three big swamps and a fetch, Nocturnus, Sign in Blood, and Mind Sludge. And I ended up really like, I know I shouldn't have kept that hand, but <laughs> I, I went with that, feeling comfortable about the deck. Um, so I ended up Nocturnus, it got answered, then Mind Sludge. Uh, for 5. Get no answer, but I all I had in my hand at that point was uh, swamp, swamp. So it wasn't really uh, like a game-breaking right, spell. Right. Like it just evened out the board. I kind of lucked out. Uh, I draw I draw like land, then sign of blood and I refresh mm. my hand, but then again it was sign of blood, swamp. I'm not getting anywhere. And so I actually end up getting another mind sludge where I get the p- p- mind sludge in for 10. And he was on four land, so that was my savior. Because his hand, well, he had Plains, Plains, Mountain, Island. His hand was Mindspring, Spring, Baneslayer, Angel, Comet, Storm, um, Jace, I believe, and something else. So it just n- none it, of it was castable. He had nothing to play in his hand. Negate. No, not negate. Um, Cancel. Oh, right, so right. So he couldn't ca- like counter it. So I lucked out, and then it was just uh, Malachir, Blood Witch, Blood Ghast, Kill You, really like seven, seven, or right, whatever right. it was. So that went really well. I got to draw in, but top eight. Um, I had not been doing too well in my uh, draft pods all week. Unfortunately, I really wanted to play blue going into it. I knew like blue got a lot better in my opinion. So I chose. Uh, I opened up a pack and some decent stuff. All. Oh, all I remember was my pick, actually, which was Living Tsunami. Uh, Living Tsunami is a great card. Um, so I get past another Living Tsunami. and From this point, I'm like, this is going to be fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The rest of the day, the rest of the draft, I thought my deck was pretty solid. Um, turns out, like after laying out the pool, mm-hmm. uh, my creatures don't really scale up very well. Um, I've got a Shepherd. of... I was playing White-Blue. The only removal spell I actually had was Paralyzing Grass, for what it's worth. I was a removal mm-hmm. spell. So the deck actually wasn't that great, but I feel I shouldn't tell this story. But <laughs> this is how my top eight went. Game one goes my opponent, which actually is the guy who won, Eric, playing mono green. His Timbomolagas were pretty, oh wow, uh, pretty destructive against me since I'm not packing any sort of disfigure. So I play Marsh Threader, Treader, whatever it is, uh, Calcite Snapper, and eventually turn five the. Shepherd of the Lost, mm-hmm. and he has Timber Maul our, Uh Warren Survival survivalist, he's curving out pretty much us as well. And so, I'm poking away with the angel, and um, I get a flashback from my pre-release. He taps his, I think, 7 mana for Avenger of Zendikar. <laughs> that card has been my bane since the pre-release, so I lost to some... <laughs> Scrub. I mean, I lost, so I don't have much to say. But it's a vendor of Zendikar. It is a bomb of all bombs. So um, little does he know. I actually have Right of Replication sitting in my hand. Oh, wow! And I, in my head, I'm like, okay, this is bad, but it could. This might help. Right. I can do something. I'm just gonna in my head. I'm like, all right. I untap. I attack with the angel. He goes, takes three damage, and then I play Right of Replication, target vendor of Zendikar. Simple enough. Alright, let's go through with this. Combat phase, attack with angel, you take three. Um, second main phase, really hastily, like I'm just flying through my turn, <laughs> tap the mana, I play right of application, and I point to my angel. I don't know what possessed me to do so, but I completely punted the game. Oh, um, man. Com- I was In my head, I'm even thinking. Zendikar, Avengers. right, right. Obvious choice. And he looked at me, and I had a pretty solid face palm going on at that point Mm -hmm. game over there's no way I'm coming back from that and game 2 did not fare well at all so pretty solid week I'm fine with how I played except for the final round
1: so it was it was a pretty like I guess a blatant like this is what I'm targeting kind of thing I was thinking
2: maybe I could be like point to my angel Uh, I choose then Avengers on the card I wasn't I'm not that type of person I'm not gonna take something back like that and let that fly
1: yeah, see, I guess I'm. Um, I wasn't there, and I can't, you know, comment on the specific, uh, inst- you know, yes. instance you're talking about. But in general, to me, I feel like, um, in that situation, your intent was to play this, to copy that. Even, uh, like I said, it, I can't. I don't know how clear it yeah. was, but to me, it wasn't like you chose the shepherd and then went, oh no. I'd rather do this. It was like you just accidentally was it, of the Lost, it was Shepherd yeah. of the Lost. So yeah, it wasn't like you um, you made the wrong decision. You made the right decision. Your pen just kind of pointed in the yeah. wrong place. I, I assume.
2: So I don't. I can't explain why I would have done that in a right state of mind. I would never ever do that. I'm not that bad of a player. Um, I I'm not. A, I don't cheat at all. I don't really see the point of cheating at all. If right. I'm going to lose. So What's the point of just making your way through a game like a hooray, You won just because you cheated. It's not in the end. It doesn't really get you anywhere. Right, so, but where
1: where would be what would be considered cheating? There, I mean, you just, um, just if I
2: I feel that if I had um, since I had pointed to my angel, if I would have been pointing my angel and then be like. I choose Avengers Zendikar, mm-hmm. and then tried to make up some story of how I clearly chose the Avengers Zendikar because right. that's what I said. I feel at that point you're just making up... You're trying to like BS your way through this.
1: Well, and then, like I said, I wasn't there, so... Uh, yeah. So it's I'm not going to lie seems, to the judge. It seems like... Yeah, it just seems like kind of one of those wishy-washy yeah. areas. That, I mean,
2: people make mistakes, and if, if you're going to... I think you just discrediting yourself if you try to do something like that and just ruin your reputation amongst the players. Um, so it's not worth going through. Um, I just accepted what I did. Right, right. And big deal. I mean, yeah. I, still, I still got some packs for where it, I got two draft sets and the guy won. He, I think he smashed everybody else just as badly as I did so I didn't feel too bad. His deck was really good. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. I mean, could would have done better, but...
1: Cool. Well, thanks for, uh, for answering some questions and telling us your story here. Planning on going to the next cruise? I'm going to try
2: to win a qualifier next time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'll have the money because my parents did help with this, since my birthday was in December and all I asked for for the season was some money so I could afford to do this. Um,
1: you could do the same thing. You do have another
2: birthday in December, I do, right? I think <laughs> I have another birthday coming up in December. Um, I encourage anybody to come to the Magic Cruise. It's a great experience. But if you come here, make sure you bring lots of cash, something I did not do. I encourage bringing cash. Try to go out, support Legion events, go out to the uh, qualifiers. Um, it's a great experience, even if you have to pay your way. If you can afford it, I highly recommend it. And I'm definitely trying to come here.
0: Cool, cool. Well,
1: good luck.